How much do we really know about the universe, our minds, consciousness, the energy that we put out and the energy that we take in? How we are creating energy and how we are transmitting that towards everything around us? How are we attracting stuff that seems seemingly impossible? That is the question that has fueled so many of my thoughts, so many of my posts, my content, my videos, my talks with other people. It's a huge question. And it just builds upon what I experienced last night when I was reading a book and I just had this whole slew of information bombard me with all of these interesting topics. This is basically just a ramble, trying to tie a knot on my thoughts from yesterday. Enjoy. How can ordinary humans achieve the extraordinary? How can we manifest our dream reality? That is the question, and this podcast will explore the answers by diving deep into human potential and by demystifying the mystical. My name is Tor, and this is The Shift. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. It's 5 a.m. here in Norway, and I'm sitting here with my mind is still fried from yesterday. I cannot wrap my head completely around what I experienced. Because it was so huge, it was so profound, so so uh, validating, you know? I be- I, it's like, it's like if you're a kid and, and you you have a thing that you all of a sudden discover, I don't know what thing, but let's say that there's just one thing in your life that you all of a sudden you you discover, you find out that you have, you're, you possess something, some thought, or who knows, maybe it's a thing on your body. And you've been told to cover up your body, so you, nobody is supposed to see your body. And then you see this, and then it's like, oh my god, what is this? Is this normal? And then, after you have sat with that emotion and those thoughts for a long time and felt misunderstood, felt kind of out of place because people really didn't talk, you couldn't converse with people about it. Not without them being like, um, not sure if that's a normal topic, you know? And then all of a sudden, you see your favorite show on TV. Let's say that you have this thing. I, I'm not a advocate for screen time and a lot of a lot of the things that happens on TV. But let's say that you have this kid show. And you're watching it, and all of a sudden, your favorite character on that show comes out and says the exact same thing that you have been thinking about. Your eyes would probably be big. Your eyes would widen your heart would start beating faster. Maybe there would even be this shivering feeling going through your spine because all of a sudden you were validated. All of a sudden you saw that you are not the only one that has these thoughts, that has these 
things that you're thinking about that might seem completely out of this world, and they are. They are. In this instance, they are completely out of this world. At the same time, they are everything in this world. It's, uh... It's mind-boggling. So I have... I've been saying, how can you consciously manifest your dream reality? Using your little-known inner technology, okay? Now, that might sound creepy or no cheesy, but when you're using... So when you're working online, you cannot be like everyone else. It's just not possible. You have to be you. You have to find your own voice in a landscape full of other people trying to do the exact same thing. And... By doing that, you have to use small psychological triggers, right? You have to word yourself in a way that makes a point and that clear clarifies what the listener is thinking about. Now, this is mostly within sales. A podcast is a free-flow conversation, basically, where I can just voice my thoughts. But when I was... When I'm out there and intentionally trying to sell something, for instance... If I will try to sell what I do and I would explain that to a uh, potential client, I would say that, well, one of the benefits is that you don't feel anxious anymore. You could cure depression. You could get control of your thoughts and your emotions. And then, because there is several different tiers to this, within marketing you have those people who know about you you have those people who's never heard of you, and you have those people who love you. You have to talk to different tiers of people. To those people who's never heard of you, you would say something that is very approachable. You would say something like, gain control over your thoughts and emotions. Everyone could say that they know about this. Everyone knows what thoughts and emotions are. To those who's heard about you, who's interested in what you're saying, all of a sudden, if you say, I want to teach you how to consciously manifest your dreamy reality by using your little-known inner technology. It sounds weird. It's kind of mystical. There is the word little-known in there, which is like, who? what is this, right? The people know that I have had $4 million in debt. I spent time in prison. I've had the... I lost my daughter to deportation. And these things shaped me as a human, right? They really shaped me as to who I am today. But I got through them. I didn't only get through them, I transcended them. And what I wanted in the moment that I lost my daughter and my fiancé came to be in a spectacular way. I haven't told a lot of people that story about the 29th of February, 2020. But that day, holy shit, that day four things happened within a few hours that was inexplicable and miraculous and wasn't supposed to happen. First off, the mother of my child gained temporary citizenship in Norway. I spoke to some people who, they were amazing, artists, true 
true art masters within their craft. And what they needed was what I was giving. What they needed was the thing that I do online. And the thing is, when you're online, you have to either, either lie your ass off and be unethical and uh, don't have any morals, or you have to bring something new to the table, or you have to be really good at what you do. These guys were like, I can't even explain it. By sitting in their presence, I was in awe. And I haven't done more about that. Because I wanted to build it out to a place where I could just go back to them and say, okay, here is what you need. Thank you for what you brought me. Take this as my thanks, right? But the thing is, these things, four different things happened in one night. Things that was so unobtainable that they shouldn't have. A.K.A. basically a miracle. And there's been these these times where we really need money or something. And then I don't go and intentionally go get money, you know? When we need money, it's like I know. It's like, it's like I don't have to do anything. And that is kind of the consciously manifest your dream reality kind of thing. Because once I have complete confidence in my own abilities in creating money online. If we needed a few bucks, then there was no, mu no problem to just go out there and do some minor task for someone and just get paid for that. But I never really had to go that far after I discovered this. Things just happened in w ways that really... I did not anticipate at all. For instance, an old buddy could call, one that I hadn't heard from for, for ages, and just like, hey, so yeah, I, I know we didn't, we haven't talked about a lot lately, and and uh, things have been weird between us, but I, I, I just wanted to, you know, uh, make things up, and then maybe you wanted to do something, and, uh, you know, here's the money I owe you. And then a slump of money just lands in the bank account. And I'm like, what the f... How? How'd that happen? Right? This is exactly what I needed right now. How did that happen? When we need something... And... We basically go out as a thought. I can say that now. When we need something... Let's say that you're in the shower, right? And you're showering and all of a sudden you have this epiphany because you thought about something that you don't normally think about. Or you're sitting in a car and you're watching the traffic light go from red to yellow to green if you've been there just waiting for that traffic light to do that odds are that you had some thoughts and while you had those thoughts you went into a state that is beyond your normal brain state you went into a meditative state and you could basically you were a thought basically you were pure consciousness basically you were not there anymore you were lucid but your brain went elsewhere. That is where you're so focused, yet you're so gone because it's so automatic that your brain does other things. And sometimes you transmit stuff to the universe. Let's just say it like that. 
And yesterday I made a video, I made a uh, podcast about our thoughts and how it creates a reality. Knowing about how the thoughts create the reality is all well and good, but you need to know about how that, what happens after it leaves you. You know, the field, what I talked about. And yesterday I was re reading, I came over this author in the freaking book that I'm reading. I'm checking out the book. I bought the book, actually. One of them. I bought the book because the... <laughs> The character in the book was inspired to go into noetics, which is basically the science of how spirits intervene with matter, right? And I'm like, holy crap. Okay, cool. Masters of your own universe. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go out here and just get this. So I got the book. And the same author has written a book called The Field. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is really something. This is amazing. And uh, as I was reading, there's also another book that I want to read. Because this, the things that are so freaking amazing about this is that we go into quantum physics. We talk about theoretical physics. We talk about things that Stephen Hawking and Newton and all of these people were talking about, right? And I was baffled when I understood that Einstein and Bohr and Hawking and all these people they were not the first people who had been written writing about these things there is people who has been writing these from the turn of the century I mean the, from the 1200 year 1200 I mean the 13th century and people are read, writing about these things so freaking detailed that is impossible to not draw any conclusions. I mean, most of us would say that most of us would say that we are living in a three D dimension, right? A three D three D universe. Not a lot of people would say that we might be living in a ten D multiverse, right? But people from the ancient times have written this thing with the exact fucking schematics as the scientists are using today. Now that's pretty interesting. Actually, a lot of the works is based on that. You know, Robert Oppenheimer said after the first nuclear explosion, the test of the first nuclear bomb, now I have become the destroyer of worlds. That is a quote from the Bhagavad Gita. And in the Middle East, there is a crater, a huge crater. And in the texts, there's a story about two advanced civilizations that went to war. And then one of those civilizations brought out a weapon that was so horrifying, so inhuman, that was never supposed to be taken into reality. It should never have been existing, right? And then they use that upon the other people. And they said that the effect of that weapon was an ocean of fire, right? There was fire all over the place. And that wasn't the worst thing. 
like the the eye-piercing brightness from the explosion and the mushroom cloud that erupted as it blew. And also the heat and the intensity of it. What was worse was the fact that the people that was around this got sick afterwards with boils on their body and hair falling out and really sick blisters all over. So radiation sickness. They thought that it was a meteor crater, but there's no remnants of any meteor in there. There's nothing. It's just a crater that goes along with a story that is thousands of years old. And Robert Oppenheimer was inspired by this. He was really a student of the Bhagavad Gita. And he created the atom bomb. It's pretty insane. When you start to make these connections, to see what happened in the very ancient times, and what has happened in the very modern times. And how we... How we could be a completely different species if we just fucking opened our eyes. And didn't disregard all of this science in favor of religion, for instance. That is not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be possible because of religion. Or just because we don't understand it we don't continue to to explore it. There has been some experiments that beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt proves that we are part of something bigger and that our powers has real power over physical matter. One of these things is just water. Water. You should check out Masaru Emoto. I don't know why I say that in Japanese. <laughs> in Japanese. Masaru Emoto is a a uh, doctor or a, a professor that is dead now because all of these people die pretty fast when they are onto something huge for humankind. And um, he discovered that if you put a water, if you put water into a glass, for, for instance, and you shout at that glass and you put negative emotions into that glass and put it into a negative environment, the water molecule itself will change. It will be ugly. It will look sickly. It will look infected. And you could just Google this to see that. You can see it happening in real time too. The other part of this is that if you go in there and you give that water your blessings and love, and positivity, and gratitude, compassion. The water molecule becomes this beautiful snowflake structure, which is pretty freaking insane. We are, what, 75% water? What happens when we are being su subjected to negativity or positivity? Think about that. That is pretty huge. Google Masaru Emoto. I'll also make a, uh, a separate page for the episodes going forward where you can go in there and you can see the show notes. You can go in and see the, the references and the links as to what I'm talking about. 
because I think that this just that little fact alone will open up a whole lot of questions in a lot of people's minds. The other thing is that we know that we are interconnected because we have discovered quantum entanglement, which means that we can take a proton or a photon and we can split that. And we can have that in two different places, 14 miles apart. And when we stimulate one of them to make it move in a vacuum, the other one, 14 mil miles apart, moves as if it's happening to that. Normally, you'd be like, well, that's not that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. There is no fucking lapse. There, there is no delay whatsoever within this. It happens at the exact micro, nano, whatever second that you want. It happens exactly at the same time. And these are, these are things that are measured with some of the most precise equipment that you can possibly think about it's insane and it happens at the same time and they have done several experiments for this they discarded it in the old days like not that long ago actually i don't i don't really quite remember what year it was but they tried it and they tried it with i'm not sure what it was but they discarded it they didn't really think it was possible because they wanted to prove this theory there was another one too that just popped into my head proving that we are part of this field was also discarded and that was really just brought in because what i've said like when our global consciousness reacted to something as horrible as 9 11 2001 everyone experienced that intense emotion of sadness on a global level the electromagnetic field of the earth spiked 37 random event generators picked up this thing around the earth how can you explain that if you don't want to believe in this theory in this thing in this science it's insane so i know what i'm going to do i'm going to continue just doing what i do i'm going to continue to read about string theory about quantum entanglement quantum physics about the fucking multi multiverse water molecules and how our emotions are going into that because I need to read the books of, of Masaru Emoto. It's uh, I can't remember. I can't believe I haven't done that already. And now, now that I've seen this in the book, then it's almost like a calling. You know, I remember for like almost a year ago, I think. I said we have to go back to the basics. And that was the exact fucking sentence in this book. Oh, sorry. The exact sentence of this book. Back then we knew. Some, someday, some time back in the ancient times, we knew the true nature of the universe. But then we let it go and we forgot about it. There's so many things that just confirms this in the fucking Egyptian hieroglyphs there's things that we cannot explain the fucking pyramid is 360th of 360th of a degree of the true north that is not even the true north of the earth that is the true cosmic north 360th of a degree what 
and we think that they was, this was just built by slaves and hauled up there. You know, if that theory was to be true, it means that the, the slaves would have to haul up one block of stone every second for 10 years. Now that would be very interesting to see. There's so much about our world that we don't know. So much. And there's so much that is hitting, hidden in the ancient texts. Well, I will continue to read. I'll continue to learn. I'll continue to experiment. Because this, this is the thing. I got into this because I experienced it myself. When I started to see these things happening to myself and those around me. And when I started to notice the things in liter literature that kind of guided me towards doing more of that. And then seeing more of this. And then just opening a completely new world then I was sold. You, 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 can't, you can't unsee that. We're going to talk a little bit about neuroplasticity, which is also going to be interesting. Basically, it means that old dogs can learn new tricks. You're not born with your IQ. You're not born with your intelligence. You're not born a bad writer. You're not born a bad drawer. You're not a specific type of thing that can't. You're not born specifically good at something educational, academic. Everyone can. Maybe you have some something that you're better at than others, but everyone has the same possibility in our brain to become whatever the frick we want. And why do I say frick? Why don't I just say fuck? I don't know. So, by knowing about neuroplasticity and how to shape our brain and our neurons... We're going to talk about that in the next one, I think. Or the uh, next after that. I have to go into the field. I, th I have to try to explain that in a good way. This was just a ramble episode. I hope that you enjoy. Sorry for going on for so long. Because it's weird. I'm sitting here in the morning drinking my coffee and reading. Right now, I'm not even reading. I'm just talking to you. But I want to make it a little segment where I just wake up and this is kind of like a diary. Because when I do that and my melatonin levels are high, then I'm talking more fluid. It's more like I'm connected to something else when I'm talking right after I wake up. And I've been doing that for quite some time, as just now I have an outlet to do so. So <laughs> thank you for that. Podcasting, bro. It's, it's an interesting creature. It's really interesting to see what we can do with that and how it could offer clarity of mind. Thank you so much for following this. I hope you enjoy. Stay true. Remember, the answer is in the questions. Have a fantastic day. Peace.